gosh, how I've missed you so. I have been working on my other podcast and I did not, absolutely did not mean to ignore this podcast because this is my baby. You all are my peeps and I want to keep it that way and I just want to say thank you. It's appropriate with Thanksgiving coming. I wanted to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to the podcast and hoping that you are getting something out of it. Hoping you are absorbing any of the topics that I put out and hopefully that it helps you in any way, even if it's minuscule, even if even if it's one iota of something that you worried about that day and something I said kind of helped you or kind of helped that, you know, that switch click on and off and helped you kind of deal with what that thing was. So I really, really appreciate this podcast and I appreciate all of you. So that's what I wanted to say first is I wanted to thank you. I was going to wait till after Thanksgiving to do this episode but or to do an episode, but I was thinking, wait, I need to do an episode like now because I myself am or was stressed and anxious about the holiday coming up, which is Thanksgiving here in America. And since my house is always the venue for the family gathering, that is the the uh, the uh, drawback of having the biggest house in the family is that you will always host it. And I'm not complaining. I love that everyone comes over. That's the reason why we have a bigger house is because we do want people to come, whether it's our family, our kids, friends, our kids' future families. This is what we do it for. We are here for the togetherness, for the connection. And I'm hoping that even in a podcast, that's what we are conveying or that's what we podcasters or content creators convey to our audience that we're here to connect. And we're hoping that you're here to connect too. And that's why you're here. And we appreciate it and super thankful about it. So I was compelled <laughs> Because I am going to have 19 people over for Thanksgiving. And as you guys know, because of the whole craziness, all the craziness that's been happening in the past two and a half years, that we haven't really had the chance to have these big get togethers. We were kind of limited to 10 people or less, depending on who you are, you, you know, some of you had less than that, or some of you said, screw it, we're going to have a big one. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, there's no judgment here, but basically for the most part, we haven't been having these big giant gatherings, but gosh, it's Thanksgiving here in America and what better time to give thanks and gratitude. It's about togetherness and it's about being with family and good friends and why be anxious about it? Why be anxious? Why be stressed? And this is something that I have to remind myself of constantly prior to having these dinners. And this is something that I go through even when I have parties. You know, I, I, I love to have people over and get togethers and I just love to have fun and laugh and sing and all of that. And things that, you know, what comes with that is the anxiety and the stress of getting your house ready, getting the menu if you're going to have food, getting the people situated or getting the people all the information they need to make it over to your house. And there's just so many things that come into play that sort of give us that anxiety and that stress. And when I say give us, it's not only us who have ADHD, but 
you know, we do have kind of a hyper sensitivity to being stressed and being anxious and having that feeling that shit, let's just cancel this whole freaking thing and go back to bed kind of feeling. But it doesn't mean that everybody else who does not have ADHD doesn't have that feeling because they do absolutely do. And those of you who are listening who don't have ADHD and are just enjoying the podcast, you guys know what I mean. If you are going to invite 19 people to your house, you are going to have some kind of stress. I don't care who you are. You could be Supergirl or Superman or whatever, and you will still have some associated stress with having that many people over for dinner. So for me, it's getting tables for 19 people. And believe it or not, because we are starting to have these big parties, these party rental places that I normally can call one or two days prior and get a table, I had to call five different places and the because they were all sold out. And even the fifth place was like, we don't have anything, go to Wally's. <laughs> and literally Wally's, that's what it's called, Wally's Rentals. And I called them and they weren't even taking reservations. I had to literally drive over there and it was pretty deep <laughs> in the burbs. So 5.1 miles away, I'm sorry, more than a little more than five miles, but five miles of surface streets, side streets, meaning no highways. That's deep. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. I called my, you know, I told my son, you're going with me. Let's go. And we went and we got the tables, thank goodness. But having said that, that was just one of the stresses. But while I was stressing about that, I was already thinking about the alternative. What if I can't get these tables? Is there an alternative to 19 people being at my house, right? And so I already had kind of like a backup plan. I looked around my house. I go, okay, I have a table that can stretch out and fit 12 people. I have this card table and I have this little buffet table and I had it all figured out. There's always a way out of these things. And that's what we have to remember because we can't freak out when things like this happen where you can't, you know, you can't find party tables for your dinner. And the only reason why I had a minor freak out is because this is how I always do it. Traditionally, I just rent tables and I don't worry about gathering or clearing out any table that's being used and use that for Thanksgiving. But if I had to, I would. And if I had to have it where everyone just stood up and eat and just sat, like I have enough chairs, then it was going to be that, right? Because in the end, Thanksgiving is not about tables and chairs and place settings and food. And that's why I felt compelled to come on here and have this podcast. And um, I, I, I hope that you guys get to listen to this before that. But even if you don't, we still have many gatherings during the holiday season that you can apply these tips to. And so I want to go down and just talk about five simple tips. It sounds simple, but yeah, you got to kind of dig deep sometimes in these next five things that I'm going to talk about because it's not so easy. Sometimes we talk about ways to de-stress or ways to lower an, our anxiety. And then we're like, dude, that sounds easy when you say it. But when I actually have to apply it to a situation, it's not that easy. So I totally get that. I'm with you there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm like fist pumping you right now about that. So I'm hoping that just talking about this will help you, you know, find that, that thing that you have to do. Find out how these five tips 
are going to apply to your situation and how you can use it to lower any kind of your anxiety or stress or anything like that. Because we all know getting together with family can be very, very stressful and not even, you know, not always in a bad way, even in a good way, it could be stressful. So let's get to it. The very first thing that I want to talk about, and it's so important. I mean, if you could just do this one thing, it would help you tremendously. And that is just lower your expectations. <laughs> it's funny because I remember a story back in the day when I was uh, not, well, was I married already? I think we might have been dating and we were about to get married. We were already engaged, my husband and I. And I remember his boss telling him that the best way to keep this relationship going is to lower her expectations. And I thought that was hilarious. And we couldn't just, we couldn't stop laughing because basically he was telling his friend, who was my husband, that look, just lower her expectations because then anything you do after that is going to be freaking bonus, bonus points, right? So that's kind of what I'm thinking about here. That's not kind of what I'm thinking about. It literally is what I'm thinking about. Lower those expectations because it's not about what your place setting looks like or what kind of tablecloths go with this place setting or how big the tables are. Are they going to be crowded on this table? Oh my gosh, is the menu okay? Are there vegetarians? Do I need to make that? Oh, you know, uh, I, do we have too much carbs or something? Whatever it is, there's so, so many things that come into play when you think about these family gatherings. Lowering your expectations, that's what you want to do. And that all stems from the perfectionitis that we have. And I think most of us have an innate uh, perfectionitis syndrome where, and I say, you know, that all of us have it because we have, we all have different views on what is perfection. And sometimes when you think things have to go perfect, like there can't be any glitches in this plan. That's when we run into very, very bad, stressful, anxiety, whatever, because you just want everything to go perfect and you know something might get wrong. Like you literally might drop the turkey on the floor right before everyone comes. I remember watching a movie like that where she dropped the turkey and she's like, oh shit. And she just like picked it up and like kind of brushed it off and didn't tell anybody. And things like that, you know, it's, it's, it's dropping those expectations of perfection. And that's, that's where we're at. So if we do that, we've, we're already halfway, even more than halfway to having a low stress gathering. Number two, we want to kind of figure out or think really deeply about why we are going to this or why are we having this gathering? How can I put that into like step two words? Choose what you plan to contribute to the family gathering, to the Thanksgiving dinner or to the Christmas dinner or whatever it's going to be. And this goes back to the perfection thing. You're not going there because, oh, they just can't wait for your ultimate cranberry sauce or, <laughs> or something like that. Really, you're going there because what you have to contribute to this is yourself. And when I say that, I don't mean it's your perfect self. I mean, what do you have to bring to the table? You have things like your energy. I've always been told, oh, I love your energy because that's just how I've been. I'm like hyper energetic. And it doesn't mean that I, you know, run around and, you know, run into walls and shit like that. <laughs> I mean that my mood is always high energy because that's what I would like in return. 
if I dish out <laughs> high energy, I will get it back from at least one person and that's all I need. And that's what I mean about also lowering expect expectations. You don't go to this thing and you're thinking, okay, it has to be perfect. Every single person in my family has to get along. That's the only way this is gonna be successful. And that's really not what it is. When I come, I bring gratitude. I bring my energy, like I say. I bring my sense of humor. I bring my ability to compliment others on their dishes that they brought or the outfit that they're wearing or the jokes that they're saying. It's just, it's all of that. And when you do that, when you make that type of connection in the family gathering, it doesn't matter what you bring. It doesn't matter if your, your stuffing is dry or too moist or whatever, because that's not what the dinner or the gathering or the Thanksgiving dinner is all about. Number three, don't forget to bring your thick skin. <laughs> or don't forget to leave those, um, I've seen this before, your buttons at home. Like, you know how your little sibling is always pushing your buttons to get you riled up, right? You know, there's someone in the family that's always like that. I come from an Asian family and we always have that one auntie that you come to a gathering and they're like, oh, you gained weight or, oh, you lost weight. It makes you look really old and wrinkly. <laughs> and, and that's just how it is. And that that's the no filter thing. In, the, in, in my Asian family. And that's the thing that you have to kind of leave at home, the, the buttons that they push. Because you know how we're our own worst critic? We can criticize ourselves just as bad. So what makes that different from someone else doing it? That's the way you got to think about it. We work hard on ourselves. We work hard on our positive self-talk and eliminating our negative self-talk. And the outside world should not take part in that. And if they do, then you have to apply the same tools to that as well. If you have that aunt that says, oh gosh, you look like you gained weight. You already know that she's gonna say something like that. So you come in there prior to the gathering and you already say to yourself, it doesn't matter what she says because I love myself because I'm already working on this situation. I love my body. That's what you're saying to yourself. I am healthy. And you come into that gathering with those positive thoughts in your mind and you do not let others bring you down from that positivity. You can always walk away when they say that and not engage. Because you already at home made the determination that you love your body. And this is just an example. It could be something else. Could not be a body thing. Could be something else. Maybe they talk about how your job isn't as good as it should be or whatever it is. It's always something. You've already reconciled at home that you're happy where you are or you're happy where you are. And you also are trying to get something that you might like better, but you're happy where you are. And that's kind of what we need to do when we go into these things, because this is just one night. This is not the rest of your life. This is something that you're just dealing with for that one night. But guess what? If you can get through it, because this is sometimes one of the hardest things you can do. And that's why they make all these movies about, you know, families coming home for Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner, because there's always some kind of turmoil. And if you can survive that, 
you can survive anything, right? That's what you got to think about. And if you've already come into the situation, loving yourself and loving where you're at, then you are a hundred times more equipped to handle whatever comment you get during the night. I mean, during the, yeah, during the, the, the gathering. Number four, protect your energy. A mentor would say that to me or to us all the time, protect your energy bubble. Like you have a bubble around you because sometimes, especially if you're an empath, I am an empath. And also this is my gathering. They're going to be at my house. So I sometimes feel like, oh gosh, I need to control this, this gathering. I need to make sure everybody has fun. I need to host everyone, make sure everyone is having a good time and make sure everyone's laughing and everyone is eating well and everyone is this and that and this. And that takes a lot out of you, even prior to the actual gathering, because you're already thinking about it right now. You're already thinking, oh my gosh, Uncle Joe's going to come and he always has a terrible time because he can't get along with the youngins and you know, whatever it is. I just made that up. <laughs> but you need to protect your energy. So we already talked about going in there with low expectations, going in there with no buttons to press, going in there with what you bring to the table. Now you need to protect it. You're bringing that energy there and you're not going to allow anybody's mood or negative energy or weapon that's going to burst your, your energy bubble to affect how the night is going to go or how the gathering is going to go. You are the source. This is what I learned at a convergence seminar. That means that I am the source of my sadness, my stress, my frustration, my happiness, my joy, my gratitude. I have all of that in control because I control myself. I am the source. Remember that you need to protect that energy. And last but not least, number five, be present. Now, I always talk about being present in other situations, not, not just family gatherings, but when I'm having conversations with my children, for example, I have to literally stop and take a one minute meditative thought break and remind myself, okay, you're not here to solve his problem or to tell him what to do. You are here to listen and to be present because that's what they need from you. And then later on, you can ask them, would you like my advice? Okay, so that's just an example of being present. But here, how does that apply? You are remembering what Thanksgiving is all about. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving. It could be something else. It could be a birthday party or it could be a, you know, an anniversary or an engagement party or whatever. Why are you there? You're there to celebrate something. And in this case, it's Thanksgiving and the blessings that we have, you know, life's blessings. And we're there to give thanks and have gratitude and connect with our family that we haven't seen in a while. I have family that they don't live that far, but we don't see each other because we all have busy lives and we don't often visit each other because all the kids are grown. Like my son is actually the, the youngest cousin in the whole family and he's leaving for college next year. So that kind of gives you an idea of how old all the children are and they're eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eight, nine, ten. There's ten kids that who are who are no longer kids anymore. Like I said, the oldest is seven. I mean, the youngest is seventeen, and I believe the oldest is twenty-four. 
And we are there to connect with all our family who we haven't seen in a while. We're not there to talk about our problems. We're not there to talk about the world's problems. No, we're there to celebrate the gift of life. We're there to celebrate the gift of food and the gift of family and the gift of friends. If you're there with friends, that's what we have to do is remember why we are actually having this gathering. So for me, I had to take a step back and say, look, it's not about how clean your kitchen looks or how swept up or mopped up the living room is or how much dog hair is around or, you know, how many dishes I'm going to have, who's going to make the menu or whatever. It's not about that. And I learned that years ago. I had to <laughs> or else I would have, you know, I don't know what, where I like crawl in a hole right now. But the first thing I did last week or was it? Yeah, it was last week. My sister-in-law texted the group and said, okay, Eileen, can you send the menu out so that we all know what we're going to do? Oh my gosh. In the first 10 seconds, my stress levels went up. Like my heart, my heart started beating right really fast. And then I said, wait, take a step back, meditate for a minute. And then I replied, I can use as much help as possible with this Thanksgiving because blah, 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 whatever the reason was. And my sister-in-law stepped up. She was like, oh, oh yeah, okay, I'll do the menu. And it's as easy as that. Sometimes it's hard for us to ask for help. Sometimes we think you were, we have to be responsible for everything, except, you know, ex not except, especially because it was going to be at my house. And normally when it's at my house, I'll just whip up a menu and put it out there. But it's been two years since we've all gotten together like this. And so I immediately kind of stressed out when she, when she said, what's the menu? I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> and so as soon as I said, I really need help. And then she stepped up and was like, oh, I'll totally do the menu. And still I had a little bit of a, a control issue in the first, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then I look back, I'm like, wait a minute. I asked for her help. What am I doing? Why do I want to step back into this stressful situation when she, she already told me she was going to help me? And so I did that. I took a step back. I, I, I took a breath, yeah, or reminded myself to do the box breathing. I'm starting to watch this show. You guys should definitely watch it. It's a National Geographic show. It's on Netflix, I believe. Ugh. I don't know if it's on Netflix. It might be. It's called Limitless, and it actually stars Chris Hemsworth. And I don't mean stars like it's a movie. It's an actual documentary, and he's kind of journaling his journey through this year of achieving peak health, basically. And the first episode was about stress and anxiety, and so that kind of spurred me on to taking that deep, that breath, that box breath, when I started to feel that control problem coming on. No, I don't want to make that for Thanksgiving. And then I go, wait, what am I talking about? Who cares what I make? Who cares what I get assigned to in the menu? I wanted to give that responsibility away. And now that I have, my stress levels went down and then I had to take a breath. And the box breath is like four seconds, breathe in, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold for four seconds, and then start it over again. So it's like a box. It's a equal amounts of time on the hold and the breathing in and out. Try that when you feel like you're in a stressful situation and then give yourself some affirmations. Take a breath and then say, 
you are in control. This is not causing me stress. This dinner that that's coming up is going to be amazing. I am so excited to see my family who I haven't seen in a while. I am so happy that all the kids are going to be back together again after two years. I'm so happy that all of those kids that are off in college, they can all come back home and we can all be together. I'm so happy that both grandmas are going to be here with us. I'm so happy that everybody is going to make something on that menu and our meal is going to be complete. I'm so happy that I got to rent those two tables that I needed. I'm so happy that my sons are helping me clean and my husband's helping me clean. I have so many, I can just go on and on. Like I said, I was compelled to make this podcast with no outline or anything because if I did that, now that would have stressed me out and that would have taken me hours and I wouldn't be able to get this podcast out. So what you're hearing right now, that's what you're getting. So I'm going to end this right now and I'm just hoping these five tips I just spewed out will help you deal with the upcoming Thanksgiving get-togethers and all the multiple holiday parties that are going to happen in the next month and the new year. So more than a month, there's going to be so many things, right? And you're going to be able to go in there stress-free. You're not going to shy away from any of these parties. You're not going to be an introvert. Okay. You know, we're like that. You know, we can easily say, fuck it. We're staying home. And then we make an excuse and we don't go. That's not happening, guys. We're going to be thankful for all these parties that we're going to be invited to. We're going to make connections. We're going to keep our friends. We are going to connect with our family. We're going to be grateful for them. And we're just going to have a good time. And that's what the holidays are all about. It's not about the presents. It's not about the food. For me, if Christmas, for example, it's about Christ's birthday and Thanksgiving. For America, we are going to give thanks and be grateful for whatever it is that we are grateful for. And so I wish you all that. I wish you guys a wonderful, amazing Thanksgiving with your friends and family. Get out there, make connections, reconnect. And I will see you guys again on my next episode. Love you guys. This is Eileen, that ADHD chick, signing off. <laughs>